and gentlemen, good morning and welcome to episode number 12 of Digital Fix. I'm your host, Matt Barber, coming to you live from the glorious studios of Local 209 here in Crown Point, Indiana. On today's episode, basically, I've been getting a ton, ton, ton of your questions through Instagram and Facebook, and I decided to take one entire episode, compile all of those questions, and have them thrown at me by Shannon Rostin, my kind of co-pilot for the social media stuff here at Local 209. And so this episode is basically taking, I think there's like 25 questions. I just have her lob met me one after the the other. And I explain everything about like business pages and the algorithms through Instagram and how hashtags work, what pixels are, should I boost every post? Basically all the questions that you have been asking, I put in one episode and answered. I think you will find this very informative and hopefully a little fun. Uh, and we're going to go from there. That episode with me and Shannon Rostin answering your questions starts right now. I am so pumped for this episode. So on today's episode, we have Shannon is guest hosting with me. Hi. Hi. Hello. Uh, So we have had, if you listen to the intro, we have had, since we started this now, like 11 or 12 episodes ago or whatever episode this is, um, so many questions flood into our Instagram uh, direct messages and come across Facebook. And I thought it would be fun to compile those into a list. We have 20 of them. Uh, actually, like 20, what, we have like 26 or something? Yeah. Uh, we have like 26 questions that people have asked about everything social media and something specific to unique podcasts. And I'm going to have Shannon, a.k.a. Shamrock, uh, here who helps me with everything that we do social media. Um, she is kind of my co-pilot for everything social media. She's going to fire those to me and I'm going to answer them to the best of my knowledge. And then uh, maybe we'll do these. Maybe we'll do these like kind of quarterly. Yes. I'm kind of. I'm pumped. I think. Uh, I think this. All of this. All these questions just kind of mean. I think people are listening to the podcast, and it's not just me listening to each podcast a hundred times. And uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, Shannon. Uh, you want to start firing these questions off? Sure. Yeah. Let's just get right into Let's it. Let's do it. First question: How's the type of page you have on Facebook? whether that's personal or business, affect how you market your business. Awesome. So once again, these are all questions that people have sent us. I did not make up these questions. These are ones that people have actually reached out and asked. So read it one more time. How does the type of page you have on Facebook uh, affect that's right. how you personal market your business? Personal versus business. Yeah. So this is an awesome question. Um, personal pages versus uh, business pages on Facebook. So depending on how you start, you should always, if you have a business, you should have a business page. You should create a business page. And the reason I say that is because a personal page, if you want to structure a personal page as business and try and cheat the algorithm a little bit, knowing that the algorithms favor personal interactions over business interactions, what's going to happen is people have to essentially friend request your business. And that's very off-putting. It's like on Instagram, trying to keep your, your business on like private mode. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not a real point to it unless you have like the utmost in exclusivity for your business. So if you are running something like a black market steroid ring, uh, one, I wouldn't run it through Facebook. Um, the, the one company that knows everything about you. Um, and instead I would make a business page, always make a business page. If you have a business, um, the reason I say that is because it's much more open. And even though the business pages, the reach is restricted, uh, it still is like a, a storefront. It's almost like a brick and mortar version uh, storefront for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And despite the the reach, I'm taking a long time answering this question. Despite the reach limitations of business pages, if you post your products and are consistently human and tell the world that you are a real person behind the business page and not a faceless corporation, you're still going to have success. It's the algorithm's only going to handicap you if you fail to take advantage of the fact that you are an actual person. So go on there. If you're a business page, don't be robotic. Show the world who you are and what your product offering is and be real about it and have a whole lot of fun and you'll succeed and you'll take part in those personal interactions. Mm -hmm. I hope that very roundaboutly answered that question. Sure. On the topic of personal versus business pages. Yes. Are the algorithms the same for personal and business pages? Uh, yes, so it is the same algorithm until you start getting into boosting and ad buying for your business. So the algorithm right now, if you think of the algorithm as a point system on Facebook, so whenever you release a post, we say that you have basically zero points. Then when you have a like on there, like a like or a reaction, uh, think of that as adding a half point to your, to your, uh, to your post. And then every time you have a share, it might be five points. And right now, every time you have a comment, that might be 10 points. And so the more points you have, the more likely you are going to have higher reach. Reach is unique accounts that are seeing this post and then impressions are how many times overall it's been seen. Mm -hmm. So right now, business pages and personal pages have the same algorithm. So if you're a business, you are automatically just handicapped in that. Despite the same algorithm, you might start with negative five points as opposed to a personal page. However, like I said in the last question, you can't, as a personal page, run your business off a personal page because then people have to friend request you. It looks really weird. It's not a whole lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, so a business page should go on, take use of, make use of photo and video, which will give you a higher head start than just posting a comment with no or a, a post with no picture or anything on it, uh, just a text block, and go about their life creating interactions and being genuine that way. Uh, same algorithm. When you get into ad buying, the ad algorithm is slightly different. I don't really want to go into the ad algorithm right now. Um, I think people will turn off the podcast because they're bored. Yeah. Um, but if you do have questions about the ad buying algorithm, I would love, love, love to talk about it. So <laughs> reach out and we will talk about it. Maybe I'll answer it in a different podcast. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's how we're going to do it. So short answer to the question, yes. They're, they are the same algorithms. Uh, long answer, you can start cheating the ad algorithm by boosting your business posts, which I'm sure there is a boosting post or question here mm -hmm. somewhere. So we will get to that eventually. Um, so we were talking about kind of the points for like likes, comments, stuff. Now that Facebook has those react buttons, yeah. are those worth more in the no, algorithm or no? No, likes, okay. love, hate, it's all worth the same. Okay. It's all just, and none of it is really going to affect your post. So if you release a post and it has like, 20 reactions in terms of like uh the the haha -ha faces mm -hmm. or the sad faces or angry faces its reach is still going to be less high than if you have like two reactions and five comments on there the comments will generate a much more natural value within the algorithms and push you higher and push that reach interesting yeah so Will I be more successful marketing my business on Instagram with a business profile or a personal one? All right, so we just talked about Facebook. Mm -hmm. Let's get into Instagram. Yes. Uh, do you do you have a business profile or do you have a, just the personal one? Uh, mine are both business. And you have both business, mm -hmm. both businesses. Gotcha. So this this has been long debated among people. Uh, will you be more successful on IG with the business or personal page? 
I and most people have not seen a difference between them. Okay. So if you have a personal one, great. If you have a business one, great. Uh, it used to be a rule that like in the very in, back in the days when when Instagram first birth first for I can't speak I can't English today. <laughs> Um, when Instagram first came into the world, there was the idea that like if you went from personal to business, uh, you would automatically gain like a thousand followers or something mm -hmm. like that. Like they would push you because you were a business on there. And then it went like the other way where uh, if you're a business like, oh, no, it's handicapping me. And now it doesn't really matter. The reason that we for all of our clients like make them business pages pretty much automatically is one because it allows you if it's linked to a facebook page it allows you to buy ads for the business on instagram uh which is important because right now they're pretty cheap um and two it gives you so much data uh when you do that i just spit all over the table and no one no <laughs> if i wouldn't have said that radio, say, no, one have known. Known. <laughs> no one would have ever known um when you switch to a business page uh it will give you a crap load of data um, and that's about the only difference is you'll start seeing like how much your posts reach and stuff. If you don't care about that, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are like me and are kind of nerdy about it, then by all means, um, we report that back to uh, the people we do work for. So uh, that's why we, we put them all to show that like, hey, like you're reaching more people month to month to month kind of thing. Uh, but overall, no, it's not going to affect it. Nice. This next one feels controversial. Uh oh. How do paid follower apps work? Uh, like crap. Uh, no. So paid follower apps. This is a good question. Have you ever have you ever bought follower, Shannon? No. For your uh, your big comedy scene. No. No. Uh, more followers than Tim Allen. Uh, so uh, there are a few paid follower apps out there, and they work in different ways. There used to be one where you had to buy like tokens, and you would put tokens in like a digital slot machine, and that would yank out like a certain number of followers. Um, other pages you can go and just straight up give them your credit card and say, I want 25,000 followers. It's like a penny per follower up through a dollar per follower and you can buy those followers. Um, not overly difficult to do that. Should you do it? Hell no. You should <laughs> never, ever, 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 ever times 10 buy followers okay. ever. Are those robots or are those real profiles? So those are bots. Ooh. So when you buy a follower, you are buying bots. Those bots will not interact with you. You have to pay for the interactions too. So you end up spending a crap load of money. And there's here, here's a secret. So a lot of people ask us this. How can you tell if someone mm -hmm. is bought followers? And I'm sure this question might be on this list somewhere. Um, the easiest way is when you go on Instagram and you pull up the profile of someone you suspect buying followers. You click on their followers. You can actually click on that number and it will pull up their followers. And if all of those look suspicious... And you can tell pretty quick if they look suspicious. You don't have to be an IG mastermind. Uh, there's a pretty good chance that unless they are crazy popular in like East, certain Eastern European countries, certain Eastern Bloc countries, um, they're probably paid followers. They're probably, probably bought followers. You can also tell that if you go onto a profile and someone has 22,000 followers, that means they should be generating a certain number of likes per post just based on math. Um, then you'll like, there's someone I'm thinking off the top of my head that has like 22,000 followers and you click on their post and have like 10 or 11 likes per post or something like that. And you're like, come on, shady. Like, you didn't even try. <laughs> that's shady. Mad about it. Um, so that's, you kind of answered that, but how does buying followers affect you? Um, it, one, it makes you look like a douche. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, two, you look like a fake. Uh, three, 
that's that's just personal. Um, I think anyone anyone who buys followers, I kind of disqualify them as like social media managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of cheat their way. We have never purchased followers for ourselves or any of our clients, nor will we. We're at like 5,200 followers, and that's by <gasps> generating pretty cool content. What? Uh, plus some follow-on-follow game. Uh, aside from that, uh, when Instagram likes to do these things called bot purges, mm-hmm. and every once in a while they know what which accounts are bots, uh, and they'll cruise through and just crush those, and they'll crush them. It'll free up a lot of usernames, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it frees up a lot of a lot of space in the old Instagram world, um, and you will lose a lot of your followers real quick. We have a competitor of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say their name. But someone very sneaky, who's uh, kind of a competitor of ours, had bought a ton of followers. And we saw their account. And we're like, man, you have a lot of followers. Oh, they're all fake. Oh, no. um, I know. And then IG went and did a bot purge about a month ago. Little mini bot purge. IG went down for about 15 minutes. And people were freaking out, myself included. And you couldn't get in anyone's accounts. And then you're like, what the hell is going on? Then when you came back, people had a few less followers because bots will naturally follow you. Okay. So everyone had a few less followers. Um, we had we had lost like three or four followers or something like that. And those are bots. Like there's a weird number of like buying hair extension bots out yeah. there. There's a lot of porn bots, a lot of sex bots. We had lost like three or four followers. Our competitor had lost almost 4,000 followers. And so we're like, ooh. <laughs> that hurts. That was probably not a fun day in the office. <laughs> Hey, social media manager, how did we lose 4,000 followers in 15 minutes? But then they bounced right back up. They just went and bought more. So Crazy. Yeah, whatever. I'm mad about it. Mad about it. We're going to simmer on that one for a while. <laughs> um. I'm, I'm passionate. I'm nothing if not passionate. Does your following to followers ratio affect how people perceive you? Ooh. Uh, so this, what she's talking about is when someone, where this is, I'm assuming it's Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um or Twitter could be Twitter too, uh, for the all three people out there like me that use Twitter. Um, Twitter. So this is if you go into someone's page and you see they're following like eleven hundred and being followed by six hundred, does that change people's perception? I think it does, um, not in a negative way. It just shows that one, they're interested in a lot of things. Uh, it could be that they're interested in a lot of stuff, which I don't care. Uh, it could be they're trying to do some follow and follow, uh, which is totally fine. Um, it could be numerous things. I don't think it changes perception of you. I think if you follow that person, it means they're going to follow you back pretty quick, um, which is always fun. But you should only really do that if you're interested in their content or if they're you know slightly uh, relatable to you. Um, other than that, I don't think that perception is is really negative. I do think there is a perception though. I think if you are following five thousand people and being followed by eleven, they will think of you as a bot. Um, 11 people, not 11,000. They'll think of you as a bot. Uh, especially if, if, I don't know if you're, if your bio is in Russian. So, um, aside from that, that's, it's an interesting question. I actually had a few people reach out and ask this question. Really? Saying like, I think I'm following too many people. Like, well, are you interested in what those people have to post? Cause mm-hmm. if you're not, then you should probably unfollow them because it's just not, it's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. Um, and you're going to see their stuff a lot in your, your feed. So. Only follow people you're interested in. I mean, Kanye West only follows Kim Kardashian. He only follows Kim so Kardashian. Like, should that be my follower ratio goal? I don't. I don't think there. There's a. There's one. I think it's every person. It's just kind of different. Mm-hmm. Like, follow what you're interested in. Yeah. Like, I follow 
I follow more people than followed by. I think in my personal, I'm following 980 and being followed by 975. Okay. A lot of the people I follow are, I know at 900, there's no way you can care for a lot of people. I used to do a lot of follow and follow. Mm -hmm. But right now, uh, I went and followed, I kind of changed my approach to Instagram for myself and only follow people now that I'm like super interested in their stuff. So it's a lot of like supplement stuff and Mm -hmm. some athletes and stuff that I just kind of like enjoy seeing in my feed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you want to explain follow, unfollow a little more? So follow and follow, when I talk about follow and follow, is a way to gain followers that some people view as a little unethical. Some people view it as kind of a a quick way to gain followers. Basically, what it means is you need an outside app for this. And I am not going to say the app's on air. Um, Basically, you go and follow a bunch of people. And say you follow a thousand people and you have like 500 follow you back. Well, a couple days later, you go unfollow the 500 that didn't follow you back. And so now you are following 500, being followed by 500. And then you go and you do it again and again and again and again and again until you are at kind of maxed out. The max you can follow on Instagram, I think, is uh, 7,000 or 7,500. So you're basically at 7,500, 7,500. Then you kind of hit a wall and there's ways to get around that. Mm -hmm. The way to find out if people are not following you back is by using some outside apps. Those apps are often super, super shady and will get your account banned, won't they, Shannon? Oh, they will. Uh, Yes, they will. So that's why, unless you are someone who knows what you are doing, uh, you should not do it. Um, Go out there and just try to post really relevant, fun, good content. That's what every influencer we brought in has said. Okay. They're not doing follow and follow. They're not buying followers. They got to 5,000, 10,000, 60,000 followers by posting really good content and having people be like really interested in their lives. Mm-hmm. So make use of your tools and be an interesting person. You'll get those followers naturally. Don't try and cheat the system. There are ways that we can increase followers. Um, without paying for them but you do risk getting your account banned there's a lot of things um and then once you find out the apps that actually work those are the ones that you you can use don't want to get put in ig jail don't get put in ig jail if you do get put in ig jail if you are listening to this and you do not listen to my advice and you do go out and download some of these super super shady apps and you get yourself put in ig jail know that it will probably only last for 24 hours Mm -hmm. the easiest way to tell i've gotten myself banned at least four or five times at this point (laughs) is uh so only my personal accounts, never clients ever. Um, you basically are unable to refresh your feed for like 24 hours. And if you try and interact with like uh, something like, like a page or something like that, it'll say, this action has been blocked. Uh, we would like to protect our community standards, blah, 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 blah. So just log out for 24 hours, go about your life. And then when you come back in exactly 24 hours, you should be out of IG jail. You should also delete that app from your phone completely and log out of IG completely. Do not get your self banned permanently from IG because then you will be, they will go for the IP ban. They will not just ban your account, they will go for the IP ban. So uh, do not get yourself banned by doing something stupid trying to chase 10 more followers. Just be cool, just be cool. Play cool, play cool. Are IG stories more or less important than actual posts? This is a cool question, I like this question. Mm -hmm. So, um on instagram uh yes and no uh both are just tools for you Mm -hmm. so neither is more or less important than the other if you could only do one i would say load up on ig stories um but you should be using both there are people like we had uh uh jason or jay pochin 
uh, for McFly's is like this, where he'll post like one time per day and load up on stories on Instagram and Facebook. And then uh, Hannah Ranfrance is the same way. She'll post like once or twice per day or once every couple days and load up on stories. She might do 20 stories in a day. Jason's the same way. Johnny Rocker's like this. Most of the influencers we brought in do a crap load of stories. So use both, but feel free to go a little wild with the stories and have fun. Make them interesting. So I think my favorite stories out there, some of my favorite stories, uh, Jay does good ones. Like I said, Hannah Ranfrance does great. Johnny Rocker does great. The Hey My Man podcast guys. Mm -hmm. I love Dave's stories. Dave does such killer, killer. You can tell he spends a lot of time doing these and he puts a lot of care and attention into them. I love them. Um, I don't listen to every single one of their episodes. I listen to most. Um, but whenever they, whenever I see like the red circle around their name, I always go look. Mm -hmm. So I love, 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 love his stories. What about like IG Live, Facebook Live? So Facebook, Facebook Live and IG Live are great cheat codes. Mm -hmm. uh, they are naturally pushed within the platforms right now. Uh, we do a lot of Facebook Lives mm -hmm. so and Facebook premieres, oh. which uh, you should use sparingly. Um, but go for it. Use them. Uh, use all the tools at your disposal. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to do 10 in a day, do 10 in a day. Don't guarantee that ten are, ten, uh, all 10 are going to get watched by 1,000 people. But uh, they're naturally pushing the platform. They're a ton of fun to do. They're off the cuff and usually less recorded because it's it's they're live. Like, mm -hmm. you're not allowed to screw up. And, uh, yeah, I I love lives. And don't be afraid to use IGTV. IGTV mm -hmm. isn't getting a lot of, lot of use right now, but we'll see. That's a good one. How do hashtags work? Oh, God, hashtags. Uh, hashtags are, uh, let me think, how do I want to explain this? Hashtags are used to categorize data. And so if you have a post and you want to use like hashtag community mm -hmm. on it. So basically the hashtag of community will store that picture as data within that hashtags, uh, like chain. Mm -hmm. And so when you go into that chain of hashtag community, you'll see everything tagged hashtag community. Now here's the deal. A lot of people ask, do I need hashtags? Do I not need hashtags? You should use them. Mm -hmm. What happens is uh, when you do not post them, for some reason, you tend to get penalized. If you do use them, you will find in your data that not a lot of people are coming from your hashtag chains. So you uh, end up with, uh, they'll say like three people found you from hashtags, but you somehow still get more reach than if you didn't, do, didn't use hashtags. My thought is Instagram looks at the use of hashtags either in the comments or in the actual post as a, like a quote unquote complete post and we'll naturally push it slightly more. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means five or 30 hashtags. There's a lot of debate on this and uh, you just go from there. But use hashtags, throw at least five in there. I always use 30 and I would recommend to people to always use 30, mm -hmm. um, but uh, that's that's just me. Um, how do pixels work? Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna take, let's, we'll, we'll come back to this one. Okay. Um, should I boost every post? Um, no. no. So boosting posts, uh, great question. We get asked a lot about boosting. Mm -hmm. Seems every client we go to is unsure how to boost. Here's how boosting works. One, you need to have a credit card on file within, with on, uh, within Facebook. If you have a post, let's say on Facebook, you reach an average of 500 people per post. You're doing good. Mm -hmm. Then you have a post that reaches 1,000. And you have a post that reach, and then after that you have a post that reaches 300. Now you're like, what the hell do I boost? Which one would you boost, Shannon? Talk to me. The Probably the middle one, right? Like the median one. The median one? Yeah. The 500? Yeah. 
So what you should boost you're fired. Uh what, what you <laughs> should kidding. Um or am I? Find out tomorrow. Um what you should boost is the thousand reach one. Really? The one that already has the most. Basically, it's already getting enough interaction to get to a point where it's a thousand. Mm -hmm. And so people find it interesting. And so when you boost it, Facebook will say, this is already an interesting post and your $20 will stretch nice and far, however much you want to boost it for. Is uh, that like averagely how much they are? Uh, you can boost anywhere from twenty to twenty thousand dollars, like or a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. There are some companies out there that spend thirty, forty grand a month in ad buys. Uh, I I love working with them, but if you have twenty bucks and you want to push a post for twenty bucks, mm -hmm. then you push that damn post for twenty bucks. It's got to be over a thousand. No, it doesn't. I take that back. Um, so you take what I meant to say was you take that one that is at a thousand and it will launch into the stratosphere. Mm -hmm. If you try and boost the one that is lower reach, say your 300 one, mm -hmm. it will get to 500. Congrats. You're at average. You didn't do anything else. Still fired. <laughs> Still fired. Um, how do I buy What's ads? You what you got? How do you buy ads? You have to go to Facebook ads manager, which is a dark side of Facebook, not mm -hmm. a dark side. It's a back side of Facebook. And you put in your credit card and then you spend a lot of time on YouTube learning how to actually operate that platform. Okay. It's like trying to learn to play piano. It's very, very difficult. There's a lot of options. It's very overwhelming. It is a ton, 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 ton of fun. Or you could hire somebody who likes to buy Facebook ads and tell them what your goals are and they will tell you how to operate it. Basically, Facebook ads give you like unlimited amount of data. Mm -hmm. And so you got to kind of choose, pick and choose how you're going to target people. And you can get super, super specific um, with certain goals. Uh, they do a fairly good job of walking you through, but they use a lot of big words. Okay. So uh, yeah, go to Facebook ads manager, create a profile, uh, create a business manager, put your profile or put your uh, credit card in and then start buying ads. Nice. Buying ads is different than boosting. Okay. It is different than boosting. Uh, boosting is putting your credit card, send out a post, and that works for most people. Mm -hmm. Buying ads is something that like people normally go in with a very specific agenda in mind. Okay, so that's almost is that like sponsored content that we're getting into? Um, yes. When you do, if you do get paid for someone like Laura Yoder, mm -hmm. who gets like paid a lot by outside brands to push product because she has an incredible follower base and uh, is just generally amazing on the internet. Uh, yeah, you can do a lot of sponsored content through ads. Um, they give you a chance to to announce that you're uh, you're being paid by someone else nice. to push to push content. Nice. Speaking of wonderful influencers, how do influencers affect business marketing, and should I use them? Uh, yeah, be prepared if you're gonna use them. Uh, this is a cool question. Mm -hmm. um, be prepared to pay to use them. Uh, it's only right, I think, that if someone is going to push your product to their 18,000 followers and look a little bit like a shill, uh, mm -hmm. if they haven't done it before, they might look a little bit like a shill. Um, be prepared to pay for that exposure. So how influencers affect, there's two ways. You either have a big influencer, someone that has like 100,000 followers, or someone like the incredible Anna Russett, uh, who was in last week. Great podcast, you go check it out. Mm -hmm. You pay her money and she pushes the product for you. The alternative way, which I like, is to use like a full legion of people mm -hmm. uh, to push your product and offer them goods and services in return instead of actual cash. Uh, and you'll get 20 people pushing a product instead of one. It'll cost you as much as the one person. So uh, there are a lot of great, it's just ambassador programs. First form is probably like the most popular version of that. Okay. So you have like a bunch of like regular people pushing product. Uh, Fit Mama Wit is one of those people and she basically like 
she's so relatable mm -hmm. because she's just like an awesome local girl and mom like doing incredible things in the community and has like a really cool journey that you get to see where she's like I'm not perfect I'm not a supermodel but like this is the stuff I go through in life um, I use first form products and my life is a little bit better because of that mm -hmm. and everyone will look at that and be like you know that's like she's going through the same struggle as me and she lives in the same town as me like if I use first form products maybe my life will be a little bit better too and so without having to pay uh, Whitney like a massive amount of money first form is able to push their product um, mm -hmm. and use her and then she I'm not sure how first form gets their discount codes back but if you're a brand and you do like a, it's called affiliate marketing if you do affiliate marketing you normally get like a little bit back if someone uses like a code that you generate to, okay. to sell products so nice. um yeah i would that's the two ways i i don't know if one works better than the other i do like the ambassador style though mm -hmm. affiliate marketing yes yes how does video affect the algorithm good question use video a lot next yes. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Let's go back. Let's go back to the pixel question. Yes. I'm going to chug some caffeinated water here <laughs> and we're going to dig into the Do you know what a pixel is? I actually don't. Have you ever heard the term Facebook pixel? Yeah, but I just like nod and pretend I know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Chug right. that caffeine. Oh man, that's a ton of caffeinated crystal light right there. Jesus. So, <laughs> don't judge me, Shannon. Uh, so, pixels. A pixel is something, if you have a website and you have a Facebook account, you can go into Facebook Ads Manager, part three, and uh, tell Facebook, I want a pixel. And what a pixel does is whenever someone goes to your website, it tracks a bunch of stuff that they do. Mm -hmm. And so if you have an online store selling, let's say, t-shirts uh, with cat faces on them, because that's the type of store I would definitely, if you look at my Instagram, yeah. that's 100% type of store <laughs> that I would open. Uh, and so you've got a bunch of cat face pictures on there, uh, or cat face products. When they go to the website and they add certain cat, let's say they go and there's a Russian blue face on a, on a t-shirt and they put that in their cart and then they exit. They just they don't purchase, they leave. The pixel says, hey, I noticed this. And if you, alternatively, if they go and they put a torty faced t-shirt in their cart, and they purchase it, the pixel says, I noticed this. And so what happens is this pixel is just a data tracker within a website that you can uh, you can use to funnel data from your website into Facebook, where you can then retarget whatever people did on your website with ads to get them to complete their purchase or to thank them um, or to just track data about them. So a pixel is just a tool within Facebook that links your website to Facebook and you can do a lot of cool things through it. Crazy. Facebook terrifies me. Facebook I should love terrify it, you. But it's so scary. Yeah. I spend so I get like a lot of people ask me like how how do I like learn yeah. a lot of this? And there's no course. I mean there's a ton of courses on it. I didn't take any course in this. A lot of this was like I just like went and broke stuff mm -hmm. a lot and got myself banned from Instagram and read a lot of articles and watched a lot of YouTube videos and stuff like that and more of a just did a lot of this stuff and that's how I learned a lot of this stuff. And I learned like what does work and what doesn't work mm -hmm. instead of listening to 20 people tell me like, hey, this doesn't work. I went out and bro and did something. I was like, hey, man, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm much more apt to listen to advice. But Nice. The best way. I was Ooh. a Facebook rebel. This is a fun one. How many posts are too many? Uh, I... <laughs> I can hear Gary Vaynerchuk in the back of my ear being like, <laughs> nine to 21 posts per day. Uh, so I don't know if there is a limit. I think everyone should try and post five times a week if you can. Okay. If you're, if you're freaking out because you hear people in the back of your mind saying you should be posting 100 times a day, 
I, I do what's right for you. I don't know if there is too many. I think businesses can post too much. Mm-hmm. I think that something like if you sell cars, you post once a day. If you post 20 pictures a day of cars, then people are going to like lose interest. Mm-hmm. You're also going to blow up their feed and that's going to make them mad. So, but if you're a person, uh, if you're just on Instagram and you want to post, just post. Or use a, if you don't want to post, use a crap ton of stories instead. Mm-hmm. So, there's not really a limit. Uh, the exposure is never bad. But okay. I think that if you're a business, you got to you gotta ride that fine line just a little bit. Seems like a really individual thing. Kind of like the followers. Yeah. Um, speaking of, how do you add followers? Uh, either buy them, don't. Um... <laughs> Do follow and follow. I wouldn't do that either. Uh, you can. We do it. Uh, do follow and follow. Buy them. Or just be normal and be fun and be cool and like be someone that people are going to want to follow. Mm-hmm. I would also ask whoever sent in this question. And this is a question we get a lot. Why do you want those followers to begin with? Like what is the purpose? Do you just – mm-hmm. if you're – for a lot of people, they tie their self-worth and their value to that follower number. Um I don't that's a, a a very 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 short path to personal destruction and depression yeah where yeah. you're every day checking how many followers you got and how many you grew if you hovered at 500 but you have a really cool community that's commenting on your stuff and liking your stuff mm-hmm. then like that's awesome there's no need to push to 10 to 10,000 or whatever like that um there's there's a few ways to add followers I just I think it comes down to like what's your motivation and find out there's there's a lot of people that just you don't have to tie yourself to that follower number. Yeah. Just try and try and have fun mm-hmm. and realize that it's, this is just a tool to push yourself. Why do you love Twitter so much? Uh, <laughs> I love Twitter. Twitter is awesome, awesome, awesome if you are into niche communities. Mm-hmm. So you're on Twitter a lot, aren't you? I love Twitter. You want to shout out your Twitter? What's your Twitter? At Shanston. I don't think I am following you on Twitter. What? I think my, my heart hurts. That hurts a little bit. I'm about to love Twitter so much more. <laughs> um, so I like Twitter because it's so many niche communities. Yeah. And if you are like tight with the community, then you can get in there and have a whole lot of fun. It becomes the most personal platform. And I, I think it becomes your favorite after that. So mm-hmm. is that, have you found the same? I love Twitter. Yeah. It's where I try out most of my jokes, honestly. See the reaction. Yeah. Um, I like that I can post stupid stuff on there. That's like more so my like outlet. It's n- that's why it's not even my real name. I mean, gotcha. It is, but. I like Twitter just because some of those communities are so fun and it's yeah. much less toxic. Whenever like toxic bullshit goes on, mm-hmm. they're so quick to call each other out. I love like there's a big Twitch community on there for like the video game streamers. I do. I explained to you what Twitch was. Yes. Um, and so they all go on there and they comment. Then you can get even deeper and like I play like Destiny. Like I love that this video game. I know you have no idea what that is, but I love this video game called Destiny. I played a lot on the Xbox. And so like the other night I was up like in the middle of the night, like sick, barely breathing. Thanks for that cold, by the way, Shannon. <laughs> um, coming in the office, breathing your sickness. Yep. And uh, I was I was up late, and so I have a bunch of friends from like Twitter's community, and so I was like playing with them, and they were like commenting on how my voice was like so nasally, and I can still feel it is, but. Um, it's it's all ties back to that like that community and it's so much fun like you get in there and be like hey i got this like awesome weapon drop or whatever and people are like yeah that's so cool and it's actually it's normally like people like around your age Mm -hmm. like i don't know if it's the same for you but it's all people like even though it's it's video games it's twitch it's not a lot of 12 year olds or anything like that it's people in their like 30s that are dads and like it's it's like women in their like mid to late 20s going through stuff and like people all the way up through like their 50s and it's just like a community and uh 
it's and there's there's a couple million people within this group and so we just like kind of like bs and talk and comment about like changes in the game and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh that's the biggest reason i love twitter is because yeah. if you are able to, to avoid the political bs then it becomes a super fun platform if you go on there to jump in the political bs then like it's probably not your favorite platform then it gets because it gets very toxic and exhausting yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just started following a bunch of, like, writers and late-night writers on it to, like, kind of dilute the political... It's also, I think, the fastest way to, like, get in touch with certain celebrities. Yeah. So, like, if you want to, like, send a Twitter, like, not a DM, but, like, at, like, Gary Vaynerchuk or, like, at (laughs) certain people that are, like, B-list celebrities or something, you're Mm -hmm. probably going to get a response. We love Twitter. We love Twitter. Is Snapchat dead? Yes, next question. Dun, dun, dun. No, Snapchat is not dead. If you are a big user of Snapchat, uh, then it is not dead to you. They are not having like a high, unless people you can send me data, prove me wrong. They're not having like a strong new user acquisition. Um, I hope it doesn't die. I think Snapchat's really cool. I'm on Snapchat still. I barely ever use it, but I am on there. I like get on there and poking around, but people keep asking, is Snapchat dead? I think it's on its way out. Mm-hmm. It's dedicated fan base is keeping it alive. It's got a cool few niche features, uh, but I think everything that it does, Instagram does better, except for a couple things. Um, I think it will be gone in the next couple of years. I hope not. I hope they are able to revitalize and do something really, really fun. Uh, but when they changed their algorithm and their look and everything, they lost a huge, 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 huge portion of their fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I heard a rumor that they were down to like only a few employees left somewhere in an office in California and were trying to like stay alive. So... Crazy. So the answer is, I don't know. I think so. I hope not. I'm over the filters. Gotta stay humble. You're over filters? I'm over the filters. Yeah. I think I'm over filters too. For a while, it was like every white girl had like the, the puppy dog face filter. Mm-hmm. Even Josh had the, the puppy dog yeah. face filter. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm overseeing them. Not a fan of it. Uh, what platforms are emerging? What platforms are killing it right now? Uh, great question. So everyone thinks of the big three, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, certainly not emerging. Uh, everyone should be on LinkedIn. Um, there are other platforms that I think everyone should be using, like Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Love Pinterest. I'm a big huge pinner. Pinterest guy. You're a big <laughs> pinner? Where do you pin? Where, what, what do I pin? What, yeah, what do you pin? Everything. Mostly makeup, mostly clothes, uh, inspirational quotes. <laughs> I have a mean quote board. Yeah. I love, 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 love me some like house remodels. Oh, yes. I don't Man, even have a house. I don't either. <laughs> but like as my wife and I are like looking at houses and thinking about when we're going to move and everything, I was like, we should buy an old farmhouse. <laughs> I'm totally going to do this. Except yes. I'm deathly afraid that anything over the year like 2000 is going to be like filled with ghosts. For sure. And it if it's be. like 1998, filled with the ghost of children. And I can't deal with that. <laughs> um, aside from that, there are even, there are really small platforms like Vero. Uh, Vero is a platform that, was, that everyone was trying to push this time last year. Uh, it was cool. It was really, really unique. But it was weird with how slow everything moved on there. Mm-hmm. And so they got a huge population bump real quick. Everyone knew about them. And, uh, and everything just, like, came to, like, a chugging, chugging, chugging stop. Like, it was like, okay, this is still working. It's still working. I can't use this platform anymore. Huh. Uh, so, Vero was, like, really, really cool. Aside from that, there are a lot of platforms I think a lot of people don't use, like, Musical.ly mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So like Twitch is in that group. Twitch, Twitch is a cool... Or I don't know if like I would consider own? it a social media platform. Okay. Twitch was purchased by Amazon for like $7 billion. 
It's massive. And I think right now, I don't know how many people are streaming on Twitch, but it is a massive, massive platform. And with that, there's a couple other people like Twitch out there, like Mixer, Mixer's Xbox only. Um, Facebook Gaming, Facebook is pushing their gaming thing real quick. We do so many lies that Facebook actually recognizes us as a gaming content creator because they think that no one goes live as much as we do except for people trying to make money playing video games. Um, so we get pushed a lot to become like a level up gaming creator and stuff like that. So I've heard you talk a lot about the accounts you manage. How many do you manage? Uh, we manage my, I think I run right now 23 Facebook pages mm -hmm. and I think 18 Instagrams plus a few other, we run house accounts and Pinterest accounts and stuff like that. Um, I think my job, I kind of joke right now, the running joke is I'm a professional schizophrenic mm -hmm. um, because those, we, we basically, like I try and schedule everyone's content. And so when you have to go like, write like five days of content for a church and then five days of content for a bong shop and then five days of content for a car dealership and then five days of content for like whatever. Um, it, uh, you learn something. I almost feel like the guy from Split. Like, yeah. <laughs> minus, minus the murdering and all the rage. Well. Uh, I just, I have to like, you have to change your personality so much and that's why I freaking love this job mm -hmm. is because I love doing that. So this was actually one of my questions. As someone who works in social media, so you're constantly on it, how do you detox from it and how often should you be like taking a breather from social media? That's an awesome question. So I I don't know. I don't I think everyone's different in terms of how fast they get burned out mm -hmm. from social. I don't really get burned out, which is why I think this is a great field to be in. Yeah. Um because I can manage those 23 accounts and have a bunch of fun doing it and we've been doing that for a year and haven't got burned out granted we've added we only started with like six or seven and we've added since then but um i i think that w it's not a bad idea to take a break from social mm -hmm. and just kind of focus on a different hobby for just like just go go a week go t do anything try anything for 30 i'm on about 30 day challenges try something for 30 days and one of those should be just just give up all social for 30 days and see what happens and they'll either give you a greater appreciation for it um or it will make you realize that maybe you don't need it in your life that much mm -hmm. i think everyone's different um i took a break from my personal instagram for a, for about two months mm -hmm. i didn't log in um at barely at all and uh because at the end of the day, after managing so many clients, at the end of the day, I'm like, my Instagram is the last thing on the planet that I even want to log into. Yeah. So I came back and I had like 100 missed messages and stuff. And that's actually where this podcast came from. And uh, it's not it's not a bad idea. Take take a break from social. Nice. Do it, just, just try 30 days. It's it exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Shannon, you can't do that, though, because you work at a social media right. agency. <laughs> you can sign out of your own. Great. But you better not stop posting for clients. I have noticed we've talked about that before. I feel like when I'm like really killing it for my clients' pages, I post on my personal less. Yeah, you definitely become your own worst client. Yeah. It's a real thing. And and when it comes down to that, like I don't care about that. Like mm -hmm. anyone that I truly care about seeing my content is probably someone that I'm sending those pictures through to text message. Mm -hmm. And so it's different with like the clients. Like the clients, I will do everything in my power to get them seen by as many people yeah. as humanly possible, each and every single post. But for myself, if I take a dope picture of my cats, if it's not going on Instagram, I'm texting it to my wife or my mother-in-law or my mom or like my little brother and like, look at what my cat's doing. And then like, you'll get different responses back. Like my wife will be like, oh, and my mother-in-law will be like, that's cool. My brother will be like, dude, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Like, what are you doing? Why are you sending me this? 
Um, <coughs> this might be a myth, but what are the best times to post? And does this actually affect anything? Uh, it doesn't really. As long as you're posting during the day, like 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., you're going to be pretty fine. If you're posting at 5 a.m., you're going to notice your reach is pretty limited. And you're going to get washed out of the algorithm pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Same thing if you're posting at like 2 o'clock in the morning. It used to be, it was weird because IG's best time to post used to be like two o'clock in the morning Yeah. because it would just like sit in the feed. It would just sit there and it would grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and just naturally aggregate a lot of likes, but that's no longer the case. So uh, post whenever is right for you. I would suggest posting during daytime hours. Uh, if you are on Facebook, you will actually see when the best time to post is for you if you own a business page uh, by going... On your business page, go to that insights tab, mm -hmm. and then when you click on, I believe it's the reach button right now, uh, when you click on the I next to reach, it will show you uh, when people are interacting with your stuff. And so you will see, they're like, holy crap, a lot of people interact with me at 7, 8 o'clock. And I think that's when everyone's like, dinner's done, they're watching TV, and during commercials, they pick up their phone and go to Facebook. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that everyone does. Yeah. No one watches commercials, they go right on the phone to Facebook. So... Um, if you launch a post then, you would be amazed what's going to happen. But realize that everybody's doing that. So. Right. This is a fun one. R.E. Hannah's episode. Yeah. Are you doing that show? Uh, I think they are referring to the show that I, I challenged Jason Potchin from McFly's on there. <laughs> that If he was going to do a bodybuilding show next year, I would jump in with him. He has not challenged me. I know he's been going through a lot of personal stuff. And it's not my place to talk about it. I encourage everyone to go to his page and see his content regardless. Um, but he's been posting about what he's been going on over there. Um, if he challenges me, he's got to tag me in so I see it, then yes, I will do that show next year. I think regardless if he challenges me or not, I think I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I just don't know how serious to take that. Yeah, if, but you do. But I, I do know that after the new year, I will be jumping into a... Uh, a transformation contest through Blackstone Labs, which I am excited for. Easy. Will you be posting that on your personal IG? I think so. So I started posting my personal IG a lot more. I've posted every day for the last like six or seven days. And I've been using stories. Um, lately, it's just been like BS. The uh, The stories have been more uh, fitness focused. Okay. Like this morning, I posted like the pre-workout I was taking at 5 a.m. or whatever. Uh, so I'll start using that platform to f focus more on like the fitness stuff after the new year and that journey through the transformation contest and like the weight gains and the mental stuff um because when i do these i go a i play to win as we learned from team combat <laughs> yeah, anything that i do competitively around. i play to win terrifying so i will be using every single thing at my disposal to uh, to win this contest awesome um who are some influencers businesses slash companies etc who you think are killing it on social right now Kind of who do you aspire to make your feed like? That's a good question. So I love everyone's I've brought in, obviously, just because I, I they're cool. That's the, that's the reason I brought them in. So like I love like Johnny Rocker's feed. I love the guys from Driver's Gallery. Mm -hmm. um, I love Jay Potchins and Hannah Ranfranz's feed. They all motivate me for different reasons. Uh, I love PJ Braun is the biggest influencer. I think is like killing it right now. CEO of Blackstone Labs. Um, there's, there's a lot, lot, lot of people. Um, what's the Robert Frank, Robert Frank's another one who does, who I think he has a million followers who just has like an awesome feed. So, um, last question. What is the worst thing a company or business can do on social 
and follow up, what's the best thing they can do on social? The worst thing you can do is try and oversell. Mm-hmm. I think if you are on there saying, come buy our product, come buy our product, come buy our product, come buy our product, the first thing that's going to happen is you are going to get muted. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are going to unfollow you and stop buying your product. And uh, I, I really think that's the worst thing you can do. Aside from, I don't, I don't even care if you take like a political stance. I would hope that most people are smart enough to realize they shouldn't do that. Um, but if you do, I think that's even better than say, than using every post as a sales post. So be real, be human. That's the, the best thing you can do is go on and let people realize there's an actual person behind the keyboard. It doesn't matter if you're a car dealership. It doesn't matter if you're a restaurant. It doesn't matter if you are selling tiny little hats out of a store here in Crown Point. And that's the only thing you sell. I don't think that exists. If it doesn't, <laughs> we're going to get tiny hats. Um, the best thing you can do is say, I am a real person behind this keyboard. And I genuinely care about you, my community, and tailor the post to realize that and be human and talk like the, I think right now, if you talk like you speak within reason, uh, people are going to support that. One of my favorites right now is a CP Barbell. So CP Barbell, the guy we keep like missing, I still haven't toured this place. I was, I was, uh, uh, turned onto this place by a guy named Ross Bailey, who, uh, is from the Oryx Shrine. And this weekend, I think, I'm going to shout out to him. This weekend, I think he's doing a uh, cornhole tournament in Brewfest. Nice. So you should look up Oryx Shrine Cornhole and Brewfest tournament and go buy tickets. Uh, we will be there. Actually, Local 29 will be uh, covering that event. Um, I think it's Saturday. Nice. He turned me on the CP Barbell, and I love this guy's, like, his business feed is him. And so he's, like, he's talking about his weight loss journey he's going on, his muscle gaining journey and what he's eating and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is cool. Like, this is super fun. Like, I'm more willing to buy his, like, membership now because I see it's a real person behind there. It's not a corporation. It's not Planet Fitness. Yeah. Trying to, like, sell me, which I would never go to Planet Fitness. Uh, I've been kicked out of Planet Fitness before. But um, (laughs) I set off the lunk alarm a few times. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a very, very roundabout answer to your question. But don't... uh, don't oversell and just be human. Those cool. are the best, worst and best tips. So with that, uh, do we have any other questions? Uh, we don't. That was a shitload of questions yeah, in one episode. Awesome. Uh, if you have made it all the way this far, thank you so much for listening. I know that was a long podcast. If you still have questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Matt Barber, M-A-T-B-A-R-B-U-R. And you can send me all of those questions or send them to the over, uh, send them over to us at the at local two and nine on Instagram. If you're on there, send us a Facebook message or send us an email, um, whatever. Shannon, where can everyone find you? Uh, Shannon Roston on Instagram, Facebook. You're not on Facebook as Shannon Roston. No, I'm Shannon Nicole on. Ooh, I gotta get a job. Gotta be sneaky. <laughs> well, I have a job now. Um, and then Shanston on Twitter. Awesome. You can find me at Matt Barber again, M-A-T, one T in there, B-A-R-B-U-R on Instagram. Uh, Local 209, you can find across the board at Local 209, that's L-O-C-A-L 219, except for our beloved Twitter, that's Local underscore 219. Um, Next week, I'm not telling you what we're doing. So (laughs) uh, thank you so much for listening. Please tell your friends, share this. Again, if you have questions, send them out to us. And with that, we'll see you next week.